0: This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton.
1: Believe it or not, there are still a couple of companies that aren't all in on digital business. But for the majority that are, the structure of that business and how you run it are seen to be much different than how businesses were run 30 to 40 years ago. And I'm not just saying tweaking that old structure. I'm referring to an overhaul for success in the digital society that we live in. Stephanie Werner is a research scientist at the MIT Sloan School of Business in their Center for Information Systems Research. She is also the co-author of a new book titled What's Your Digital Business Model? Six questions to help build the next generation enterprise. enterprise. And Stephanie joins us on the show right now to talk about the book that she and Peter Wheel have put together. Stephanie, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you. Great to have you with us. Um, You know, in this day and age, the the discussions around this topic, they would seem to be as basic as the days, uh, you know, going back 20 or 30 years of just setting up the business plan. I mean, the focus being on digital more so than anything else, Correct.
0: That is correct. We are seeing uh, when we are talking to senior executives that they are really trying to figure out what are they how are they going to use digital to really create a lasting value proposition for the company and for their customers.
1: So then what are the biggest challenges for leaders within companies right now to be the most effective in, in, in this culture?
0: So I think culture is one great word uh, that uh, really describes what has to happen within companies. One is they have to uh, develop new ways of working, um, really be taking uh, evidence and into account when making decisions. Another is really figuring out uh, how to integrate the business. What customers are expecting are a seamless experience, and you really can't deliver that, at least in the long term, without using technology to integrate your silos in the business and uh, so that you're able to share across the business. And then externally, just think, boundaries are more porous, and leaders have to think about how are they're going to use partners Uh, To really add things that they themselves, their company doesn't have.
1: We are joined by Stephanie Werner, co-author of the book, What's Your Digital Business Model? Six questions to help build the next generation enterprise. Your comments are welcome at 844 Wharton 844 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, at BizRadio111, or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. So you frame this book around these six ideas, these six questions for companies and business leaders to consider. And those
0: are? So the first is, how strong is the digital threat or opportunity to your business model? Where do you have um, uh, competitors coming in, where are startups? Uh, what percentage of your revenues are under threat? The second is, which business model is best for your enterprise's future? And in our book, What's Your Digital Business Model?, we talk about the two dimensions that we have found uh, most enterprises are looking for uh, to, to really change on. The third is, what's your key competitive advantage? Uh, are you going to focus on content experience or platform? The fourth is really thinking about technologies, uh, especially digital technologies, um, uh, and how are you going to use mobile and the Internet of Things specifically to connect and learn? Then we talk a little bit about the crucial capabilities to reinvent the enterprise. We, we have identified eight of them. And then finally, do you have the leadership at all levels to make the transformation happen?
1: Uh, You give an example early on in the book uh, involving the banking industry, thinking that they're a place to to kind of help people buy a home and not just to come in and and get a mortgage. What happened to kind of get us to that point of thought in general across the society to think more about the customer's needs?
0: Well, I think that we couldn't do it until really we had some of these technologies in place where you could start to think about creating... An integrated uh, experience that also uh, integrated, so it integrated across channels and it integrated across your products and services. And so I think until we actually had those technologies, we had the platforms in place to do that, we couldn't think about it. USAA was one of the early uh, companies in thinking about these life events. Uh, now customers are talking about customer journeys, but they had their auto circle where they thought, you know, we've got people who are buying cars. Really, they don't – well, they had people coming to them, their their members, saying, I need to change my auto insurance, yeah. and they realized it's not just auto insurance. We can help you buy the car. We can do the financing. We can do the insurance. And so they created that as an experience. And I think that it was so popular that other companies have started to think about how do you take these products and actually that you have as a company and really turn them into a solution for your customers?
1: And USAA is unique because of the fact that the original idea was servicing members of the military. You know, you were going after kind of a select group of people to begin with, but then they kind of expanded it as well to family members of military people. And that kind of spiderwebbed it out a little
0: bit. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Uh, and uh, and it also increased the kinds of products and services that they could begin to offer uh, because they had so many different kinds of members. But still, they do have a focus on the military. They do have um, a great uh, mission. I mean, they're always looking out for what's best for the members. So I think that's one. I think that's harder in a public company, but I think it's something that – uh, most enterprises can take to heart, which is, what is it that you're trying to do for your customers? And so companies are adding these, these
1: digital business units uh, because realistically, digital business is—I mean, both si- both sides are important, but digital business is almost more important these these days because of our connectivity, as you mentioned, with all the different technology that we have at our fingertips.
0: That's right, but I think. We need to be careful in just suggesting that a company add a digital business unit. I think if you just layer a digital business unit without re- onto the enterprise, without really fundamentally changing the organization, you're not going to succeed. Uh, really, there's some very complicated, deep background work that's got to be done to, to pull off these new products and services, these integrated products and
1: services. 844-942-7866 is the number. If you would like to join in with your comments or questions, we are joined by Stephanie Werner, co-author of the book, What's Your Digital Business Model? Six questions to help you build the next generation enterprise. 844-942-7866. So having this strategy, not only what does it impact with the bottom line, but also what do you think that it that it uh, it potentially can impact uh, if it can impact the the business itself, uh, the structure of uh, the leadership in that company? What do you think it, it will also what do you think it will also impact in terms of? Uh, In terms of the hiring that happens within a company. I mean, there are so many elements, just not specifically the financials, where some of these mindsets can really adapt and change corporations and make them better, better prepared for the next 50 to 100 years.
0: So. Are you talking about the different kinds of skills?
1: that yeah. Well, and just the just how you op how you operate your your organization from a day to uh, day day to day basis. How the leaders kind of perceive the operation, how the employees perceive it, how they approach it, how successful they feel. There's you know there's a variety of different elements. I guess in part it goes back to the culture element that we were talking about before.
0: Well, and the culture, I think uh, what you're talking about is is this culture that's going to change in terms of uh, cross-functional uh, collaboration. I think there's going to be a lot more of it. I think that when you're talking about uh, skills that you're trying to hire for, you're going to have to have uh, people who understand what digital can do for your company Um And then if you really look at the ways of working, we're seeing a lot more test and learn. We're seeing a lot more experimentation, but you can't just experiment. You actually have to know how to take those experiments and then scale them up. Um, So I think that we're seeing at least our research center is as we're doing research on digital. We're seeing that work is changing Uh, becoming more flexible, becoming more um, based on evidence. And then we're seeing leadership have to change also because they've got – they can't just say, well, my intuition is. They've got to be willing to go and look at that data that – all of their operations and their people are coming up with. It's a lot more about communication. And then there's a a really big piece about coaching, because if you're going to iterate and you're going to learn and you're going to experiment, you actually have to be able to give feedback on a continuous basis so that both people and the organization can succeed.
1: You also mentioned uh, the businesses that we have. Uh, That some of them have become ecosystems, you know, and and that would suggest the merger and the M&A activity that we've seen, especially in the last couple of years. Do you expect that that's going to continue to grow and we will see more companies try to become like an ecosystem, especially when they're relating to their customers?
0: Absolutely, uh, we did not uh, talk about it in this book, but in some previous in some uh, research that we just did. We see actually a, a fair amount of consolidation at the uh, ecosystem la- uh, level um, and I think that we're going to continue to see some more i don 't know uh where we're going to end up being an ecosystem is really really hard. You have to yeah. um you have to to have a platform, you have to have the people, you have to have the partnerships in place. You have to know a lot about your customers and that's very difficult to pull off. We're seeing it as you said earlier in banking where um banks are trying to figure out how do they offer these uh products and services, these integrated solutions for their customers. Um We're talking to companies where uh, manufacturing companies that are trying to figure out, well, what would they have to add to become an ecosystem? So I think that we're going to see some more consolidation. I think in some areas, um, retail is interesting because Amazon has got its fingers in a lot of of different types of uh, retail. Um, It's hard to see what happens there. But Certainly, in the companies that we're talking to, they're all making an ecosystem play, and in fact, we suggest, we, we really advise companies to think about, um, if you can't be an ecosystem driver for the whole uh, industry, can you be an ecosystem for, say, your best customers? And that'll at least get you some experimentation. You'll get some learning. And then perhaps uh, – and then you can take those learnings and apply it to your current business model.
1: Because, again, and, and you mentioned retail, which obviously we've talked about uh, quite a bit, but it really does kind of play out on all business sectors these days is that relationship with the consumer is, is more important than ever before because of the mindset that people have and, in part, the technology – which allows them to maybe go a different route than they would have. The The loyalty uh, obviously is very important, but it, it's not something that consumers hold on to probably as much as they did in, in past years.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, search changes everything. Uh, consumers, both uh, B2B and B2C, can easily find uh, different options just through search. And so... Uh, I think that you're right in saying that um, the customer is really at the focal point of a lot of these interactions, and the technologies that have been put into place make it easier. I mean, you know uh, through social media what your friends are thinking. You um, can be connected through mobile uh, and, you know, Internet of Things, uh, it's nascent, but there's really a lot of opportunity there for different kinds of companies using sensors to create a relationship.
1: Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six is the number to give us a call with your comments or questions. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. I think the other, one of the other interesting things also is because – of the nature of digital and how uh, it it adapts and changes seemingly, it feels like on almost a daily basis at times, it it almost keeps it. It forces the company to stay more on top of technology and of changes than ever before. Uh, And and really I think it builds out new and and greater elements of companies as well. Correct.
0: Absolutely. Uh, We're Talking to our sponsors and patrons, and, and if you think about MIT Scissor, we're a research center that really focuses on the issues of big old companies. Um, they were uh, – they're having to in- integrate these new technologies in fast, and they're trying to figure out how to use them so that they're not just integrating them into their platforms, but they're actually using them to create new value propositions for their customers. Um, you know, it used to be enough that you just focused on operational efficiency, and it's not that anymore. If you're going to succeed, you really have to be thinking about. This customer value proposition uh, that digital enhances that you didn't have to do before. You used to be able to have a great product. Now it's, <laughs> there's a lot around the experience, also.
1: Because a lot of people have great products, it's 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 separating yourself and dif- differentiating yourself from the other people that have great products as well.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Uh, Stephanie Werner is co author of the book, uh, What's Your Digital Business Model? Uh, she's a research scientist at MIT in their Center for Information Systems Research. Your comments, again, are welcome at 844 Wharton, eight four four nine four two seven eight six six, 942 Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Uh, you know, businesses are always looking for various advantages that they that they have over their rivals, over other Companies, but how has that even changed to a degree in the digital landscape that we have now?
0: Well, as I said before, um, often they were looking for efficiencies and cutting costs, and uh, now they're thinking as much about creating that relationship with the customer and learning more about their customer. Also, Partnerships and creating uh, the biz- changing your business design so that you're not just a value chain, but you're really more of an ecosystem, at least participating in ecosystem, um, can become an advantage if you're a great partner. So I think that um, uh, digital makes those uh, easier. It also increases your potential for being seen globally. So. Those are some of the things that we're seeing.
1: One of the companies you mentioned in the book as an example is Aetna, which you know, obviously, in the health insurance world, which obviously is a you know ever fluctuating business these days. How has Aetna kind of been able to to seize the opportunities here and, and and try and differentiate themselves from the other health health insurance companies?
0: Well, we thought Aetna was fascinating because they really took a long term approach to. Um, changing their business, and when they started, they were really what we would call a supplier. That's one of our four uh, digital business models, and uh, they were selling their products through intermediaries um, to uh, employers and really had no uh, connection with the end customer, And over time, they did a couple of things. One was they uh, made a series of really strategic acquisitions, one of them that we had so much fun talking about in the book, and they've turned it off right now, and I think that they're uh, rethinking how they're going to use those capabilities again, was iTriage, which was a mobile app that uh, anybody could download, and you could put your symptoms in, and they could... uh, help you figure out what was wrong. And so if you wrote in, my child has an earache only when they swim, you might get, oh, it's swimmer's ear and you can go to urgent care. You don't go to the emergency room. Whereas if you said, you know, I've got chest pains, it would be, oh, no, immediately go to our emergency room. Uh, They could learn a lot about what customers were thinking about when they would actually tap into using their insurance. And at the same time, they could intervene, and they ended up with many fewer um, emergency room visits. One of the other things that they did is they really looked at their APIs. What could they service enable that could be used for innovation internally in creating those integrated products and services and then also opening it up to more partners? So they started thinking about uh, they didn't open up their APIs externally to everyone, but they created a series of partnerships so that they could begin to offer complementary products and services to their members that they didn't have before. So they really were moving themselves more to an ecosystem. Now, what's going to happen with the CVS uh, merger acquisition, we're not sure. And uh, We're hoping that we can get in and talk to them again once it's complete, but I think it's fascinating how you take this uh, big old insurance company who then really remakes themselves – to move more into an uh, an ecosystem driver type of model,
1: but then then in that industry, there's also the potential. I don't know if it's a worry yet or a, a concern, but you know when you have Jeff Bezos and and Berkshire Hathaway, you know coming out and they're going to do a combined kind of healthcare health insurer company to try and change the business model. You know those are three companies that have a, a massive connection. And seemingly, the the disruption that they could create in that particular sector could very well have an unbelievable impact, even on the massive companies like Aetna and the Blues across America.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, as soon as you see those three companies come together, it's like, oh, what could they
1: do? Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons that digital is so exciting, because, I, you know, those—that's a really interesting combination of companies that you wouldn't have thought about before. Yeah. That digital makes possible. Uh, but yes, you're right. This could really disrupt uh what uh what insurance companies have been building over the past couple of years
1: how do you think all of this digital also is going to play out eventually and we start to see it a little bit with with what happened with Facebook but how do you think this is all going to play out from a policy perspective because it feels like that you at some point and we know that that Congress tends to kind of fall behind a little bit on a lot of these issues but at some point from a policy perspective this is going to have to be on the top of their agenda, thinking about all of these different technologies and all the different impacts that that we see here.
0: Uh, now, policy is not my strong is okay. not my my area, but I'm uh, I think that you're right. Uh, Congress may be slow, but look at what Europe is doing with the GDPR. Yeah, uh, every company that we've talked to is actually concerned about GDPR because any company that has to deal with Europe is going to be affected by those types of regulations. And so I think that Congress is probably behind um, because I think that Europe is starting to set some rules into place that many companies are trying to figure out how they're going to um, follow. Uh, And I think that you're right. One of my colleagues does research on um, creepiness. I mean, is – Is collecting all of this data creepy? How are you using it? Do you um, serve up advertising that makes you think, uh, oh, my God, what do they know about me? Um, And so – I, there's going to be some changes around data use, I think. But I don't know if Congress is going to be the one um, to do it, or is it going to come from outside the country?
1: But, but realistically, i got about 30 seconds left, but realistically, more and more of this is going to involve mobile as, as we move along, correct?
0: Ab- uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, mobile is one of the key um, drivers, And customers are used to having um, and being interacting with companies 24-7, anytime, anyplace.
1: Great having you with us today, Stephanie. Great job by you and Peter on this book. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. The book, again, is titled What's Your Digital Business Model? Uh, Stephanie Werner and Peter Wheel uh, are the authors of the book. Uh, from uh, MIT, uh, the Sloan uh, School up there, and the Center for Information Systems Research. Great having you joining us on the show to talk about that book, which, by the way, is available in bookstores and online for your purchase now.
0: For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.